Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. Continuing on with Psalm 59. That's right. we... We are still battening down the hatches and preparing for Ian. Yeah, we've got to get our preparations done today. Podcasting in faith. Mm-hmm. Remembering that there is a God. That's right. A deliverer. A deliverer. We talked about yesterday. A delivering God. That whatever happens in the midst of the storm, he's got our back. Mm-hmm. He's carrying us. He's holding on to our hands. He's going to carry us through. And the great thing about it is, is that, not, not that honestly right now I have actually any fear for life and limb on, on this setup where we're, where we're coming at now. We, we don't have a you know, a Category 10 hurricane breathing down our necks. By the time it gets to us, it'll probably be just a one. But, um, you know, so, but even if, even if that were to happen, even if what were to happen is loss of life and limb, all that means is getting to be with God. Mm. Even in that, it becomes deliverance. And that's one of the great things about being in Jesus Christ and being God's people is, is that that fear, that recognition that if, okay, if what God wants to happen right now is this life is over, my life is not over. Yeah, to live and is Christ and to die is gain. It is, it is a beautiful thing that helps with faith as we continue on. Now, Psalm 59 is a fantastic demonstration of faith. So Absolutely. About, Let's read, read that for that today. I've got the New Century Version here, the NCV. For the director of music, to the tune of Do Not Destroy, a victim of David when Saul sent men to watch David's house to kill him. God, save me from my enemies. Protect me from those who come against me. Save me from those who do evil. Save me from murderers. Look, men are waiting to attack me. Cruel men attack me. But I have not sinned or done wrong, Lord. I have done nothing wrong, but they are ready to attack me. Wake up to help me and look. You are the Lord God of heaven's armies, the God of Israel. Come and punish those people. Do not give those traitors any mercy. They come back at night. Like dogs, they growl and roam around the city. Notice what comes from their mouths. Insults come from their lips. They say, who's listening? But, Lord, you laugh at them. You make fun of all of them. God, my strength, I wait for you. God, you are my protection. My God loves me, and he will be with me. He will help me defeat my enemies. Lord, our protector, Do not kill them. If you do, my people will forget. With your power, scatter them and defeat them. They sin by what they say. They sin with their words. They curse and tell lies. So let their pride trap them. Destroy them in your anger. Destroy them completely. Then they will know that God rules over Israel and to the ends of the earth. They come back at night. Like dogs, they growl and roam around the city. They wander about looking for food, and they howl if they do not find enough. But I will sing about your strength. In the morning, I will sing about your love. You are my protection, my place of safety in times of trouble. God, my strength, I will sing praises to you. God, my protection, you are the God who loves me. You are the God who loves me. Oh, my strength, I will sing praises to you. Yesterday, we got to talk about that watching and singing Mm -hmm. and remembering that ancient event where Israel watched for the salvation of God. It happened, and then they sing. 
I am thinking right now, as I hit the psalm, another past event mm-hmm. that I think can certainly be called to mind as David is writing this. So uh, David has placed this, if he wrote that heading, he has placed this psalm. He's saying, look, read this psalm in the context of that night when my father-in-law decided to send spies and try to kill me. And his own daughter, right. his own daughter ended up being my salvation mm-hmm. because she placed a decoy that was in that bed and, and I got to leave and and he was not able to kill me. So here I survived that night. He says, remember that night as we face these enemies. At least I think he's talking about yeah. enemies coming later. We, that was Monday's conversation. But all of this can fit within this life of David where this 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 idea happens again and again. Twice in this psalm, he highlights the idea of wanting folks to know God is, that there is a God of Israel. So in verse 11, kill them not lest my people forget. Mm-hmm. So there's the idea that, God, if you destroy them quickly, if it happens too quickly and too easily, they may forget that this is you, that you did this, that there is God. Yeah, what, what it, you want to I say was something? just going to say, it's it's really something to me, the way that is set off as kind of one section on this page. At the beginning of the section, he's saying, uh, don't uh, destroy them the people need to remember, but by the end of the section, destroy them, yes. show no mercy, yeah. let them all be gone. Yeah. And why? In verse 13. Yeah. So that all will know that there's a Lord in Israel and to the ends of the earth. Right. So it's there, God, there needs to be judgment on those who act like you don't exist. For those who say, I'm going to be able to get away with this because who, who, who hears, who hears, right. who's listening, nobody, who's watching. Nobody's going to hold me account. He, it's, don't do it too quickly because then my people will, you know, forget it was you. Mm. But make sure that you bring judgment because the whole world needs to know that you really are God and that God really is in Israel. Right. And and he's it's not the God of the Philistines and it's not the God of the Egyptians and it's not the God of the uh, whoever else might be out there. It's Yahweh, God of Israel who, of course, becomes God of the church right. and the kingdom of Jesus Christ. You know, I was, I was just thinking about that, that uh, here's David, and he is not at all afraid to ask God for temporal judgment, kind of like we were talking about in the last psalm last week, the, the imprecations. He wants God to act, and in that action, there will be a demonstration of the power of God, a surety to the people that God is there, that he exists, you tied back yesterday to the great deliverance of God at the time of the parting of the Red Sea, you know, and how, how Israel is saved and really kind of becomes a nation passing through the Red Sea. You know, sometimes today I think we're a little hesitant to invoke God to come and act, in, at least in a temporal judgment. Sure. We'd love to act, you know, ask God to come in and act for like healing and benevolent things. We pray for that kind of thing all the time. Uh, but we we're, we're we're hesitant to call for that other. We think, well, the day will come when the Lord will return, and we know He'll set things right in the end. But we're not always, I don't know, and maybe it's just more for myself. Maybe I shouldn't generalize, but not always praying. Oh God, come today. Oh God, come right now, and all of your judgment and fiery retribution. I think perhaps the thing that helps with that, or or what can what helps me with that. That's what I should say because I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I don't think about that a lot. I think for me. And I'm not saying this is even about you or anybody else who feels this way. For me, I realize it's, I need to focus on the glory of God. The realization that it's not just about what people have done to me. It's not bring judgment because they've been mean to me. What's happening here is people that are saying, God's not out there to do anything about this. 
And David really is declaring, let them know you're there. This is about your glory. Even Hezekiah, when uh, the Assyrians come against Israel, he lays out that letter before God and says, listen to what these people said about you. Deliver the city so that they know you really are God. You know, Take notice. And I think for me, I struggle because honestly, I struggle to make it about God's glory. I struggle to, to have such a high view of the glory of God that I want that protected and I want that declared, even at the expense of people around me who would not glorify him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, so I think w- when I can be fixated on his glory and what his glory deserves and demands, mm-hmm. That's when I can say, you know what, something needs to be done about all of this blasphemy. Something needs to be done about all of this rejection. Uh, The folks who cannot just look around and say, you know what, you're there. You're there, God. And so I need to find you and I need to submit to you. Uh, Yeah, but it's tough because it seems like more and more we're looking around, living in a society that's people saying, you know, there's no God. Mm -hmm. He doesn't hear. Sure. I mean, pretty boldly and brashly, yeah. and, and even mocking the idea that people would believe in God. Yes. And so it's like, well, as, as, as people forget that there's a God, as they lose that knowledge or memory of the truth of God, mm. uh, things really unwind. There was a specific instance in David's life that I think, even though this psalm tells us it's in the time of Saul and his attack, I think what David does is he connects how Saul behaves— and. And maybe this is why he brings up the nations. Maybe I'm wrong in my Monday conversation about he's now king and nations are coming against him. It may be looking back and, and looking through this event with Saul back to another event that happened in 1 Samuel 17 when the nations have come against Israel. The Philistines the, were all there, weren't they? And the champion of the Philistines had come out night after night, mm-hmm. after night, like a dog howling around, prowling and growling and saying, send out somebody to fight. And the king wouldn't do it. Saul wouldn't do it. He wouldn't. But and David and, steps up. And think about how there's the, the people of God are gathered there at the other side of the Valley of Elah, and they have forgotten that there's a God. Yes. They have forgotten that God is their champion, and God is the one who sets the nations to flight. And so David steps into that valley, and the Philistines said to David in 1 Samuel 17, 43, are you ready for this? Do you remember the first thing the Philistines said to David? Am I a... Dog? Am I a dog? Did you come out to, him with, come to me with sticks? And the Philistine <laughs> cursed David by his gods. The Phil- and, and David's like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what you are. You're like a dog growling around. Yeah. And so, yeah, here I am. He said, so the Philistine said to David, come to me and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. And David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I'll give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hand. So much of that speech actually makes its way into this psalm. Yeah, it does. Uh, Yahweh, mm-hmm. God of hosts, God of the armies. We, we find that there in, what was that, verse 5, I think it is. You, Lord God of hosts, God of Israel. 
And it's about the fact that the people of Israel will know that you are God, but not only that the people of Israel will know that right. you are God, but it'll be declared to the ends of the earth. Yes. He says, I'm going to defeat you. And now, of course, the problem is in Psalm 59 that Saul is acting like Goliath. Mm. Saul is acting like Goliath. Yeah. He, he is being as the nations. And of course, like you pointed out earlier, because that statement in the week, I mean, earlier in the week, who will hear us? That sounds like what a Gentile would say. That it sounds does. like what an atheist would say. Yeah. But he's attributing it to Saul. Like a King Pharaoh would say. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? Yes. And so David looks back and he recalls this victory. Once again, we have this, this picture of repeated victories. There's attacks and they come back. I think that's demonstrated by this twice, this thing about dogs coming around the dogs coming back around so we have the dogs come and he's verse six you got a dog yeah yeah and and then we move on and we've got some singing about victory but then the dogs are back yeah this is this is the way it works we are facing these dogs who just keep coming back even when defeated they come back or another dog comes back come back and they're growling and i love i love the uh i love the uh contrast, particularly at the end of the psalm, when the dogs come around and they're growling and they're howling because they're not satisfied. But what's David do? He's singing. He's inside singing praises to God. Yes. Singing versus growling. And so when the dogs growl, Mm -hmm. we sing. We sing. Sometimes when we sing, the dogs howl. Yeah, you know, and and that's true. That that happened one time. I, I I won't say where, but I was with a wonderful congregation, and we were having a singing, and it was kind of a rural setting, and sure enough, the neighbors had some hound dogs, and they came over to the side of the church house, and as we're singing, they start howling. They're just baying <laughs> along with us. I thought that only happened in cartoons. I mean, you, I did too until I was there. I was like, well, this is that place. This is that church. <laughs> And, you know, we're making a joyful noise in our heart, but it was bringing out the dogs howling, and it was so hard not to laugh. So some, so, so sometimes... Might, might have impeded my worship a little bit. <laughs> so, so sometimes sometimes we sing and the dogs howl, but here the dogs are growling, and David's response is, I'm going to sing. I'm going to I'm sing. I'm going to sing praises despite these vicious animals coming around me, and that's, that's what we're going to do as well. In fact, let's go ahead and wrap up here with some praise. God, you are magnificent. We lift you up. Holy Lord God, you have delivered your people so many times over and over and over and so many times it's been because we've gotten ourselves into these goofy silly messes by our sins and our own rebellion and our own blasphemies and yet because of your covenant you have remembered us and we are thankful and we think about David defeating Goliath we think about David overcoming Saul We think about your people defeating the enemies, Assyria being beaten back by the angel from the gates and walls of Jerusalem. We think about Babylon being judged by Medo-Persia and then Medo-Persia by Greece and Greece by Rome and and realizing that you have worked in the history of men to, to deliver and hold up your people and to bring about Jesus Christ and the life that we have in him now. You are worthy of praise and adoration. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. We love you so much. Thank you for being our God and letting us be your people. It's through our King Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. 
You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.